everyone. Welcome to the Liverpool Connection podcast. I'm Steve El Presidente. And of course, the co-host is uh, Daza, Daza O'Connor from Formby. But before we get started, we want to just say thank you guys for uh, supporting our our uh, podcast. And, you know, it's kind of comical to say, but please subscribe and and like. And it really does help us. We're not making any money off this, but we really want to stoke our egos. So uh, please uh, <laughs> do all those things that are normal to uh YouTube sites or podcasts, and um, we really appreciate it. So um, before we introduce our guest, uh, just want to say again, thank you. Hope everybody's healthy, and um, what a great time to be a Red. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our special guest today. She's here to to brighten up our lives and make Daza and I look better. It's uh, Kim Althoff from OLC The Netherlands. She's She leads that group over there. They're such a great group. And the author of our LFC tattoos around the world. Welcome, Kim. Hi, everyone. How is everything going over there in the Netherlands? It's good, especially after last night and another uh, semi-final coming up from the Champions League. And the weather is getting better, so we're, uh, uh, yeah, we're meeting, our meetings um, uh, are more and more um, happening again. Good. Uh, we're allowed to go to the pubs and bars again to watch things, uh, the games together. So, yeah, it's like COVID has never been around, <laughs> even though it's still here. But it feels good to finally enjoy um, the games again like we used to do, like more than two years ago. <laughs> are yeah. the tulips coming out? They are. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And the fields yeah. are full of flowers. Yeah, I remember when I lived in Germany for three years and that was always a... Uh, a highlight, you know, to go to the Netherlands and just see the tulips and the tulip festival. And uh, you're, you're quite lucky to be there. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's um, um, nature is um, uh, changing, though. Mm -hmm. So the tulips were out, I think, three weeks ago. And then we had a week of frost again. Mm -hmm. And then half of it died. So they had to renew, regain and uh, get new fields, you know, well growing. Uh, but they're getting out again, and it's uh, it's starting to look beautiful out here. Yeah, springtime such a great place, or such a great time, especially in the Netherlands. I know Daz is raring to go. He wants to get to his questions and want to find out about your your history with Liverpool. So Daza, take it away. Yeah, yeah here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, if uh, nobody would have known this, but Kim came on the show about two months ago um mm -hmm. it was an absolutely brilliant episode trust me and this will be as well but for some reason zoom wasn't having it and uh for some reason the recording did not happen but uh she's back and we're so happy um let's get straight into it uh first Anfield experience and why why Liverpool Football Club I actually don't know how it all started because I was about eight or nine years old when I was watching TV with my dad. It was like uh, open channels back then. And I was just like, Dad, the team, the red team with the L, did they win? And then the next week, did they play? Did they play? Did they win? And that's how it all started. So it was a sort of natural love for me. They had to win. And uh, when I was 16 years old, uh, 1996, I finally got to go to Anfield for my first game which was against Arsenal, 2-0. Uh, McManaman scored two goals, so I couldn't be happier. 
And uh, was he was he your favourite player? No, actually Fowler and Barnes were at the time. Oh yeah, That's I, yeah, yeah. But how but, it started for me, yeah. What what a good start though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it would have been different if you went Koncheski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Westerfeld back in the days. Don't tell yeah. him I said that. <laughs> ah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You Dutch, you Dutch boy. Warnock. You could have said Warnock. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, how was it? Um, you know, again, walking up to Anfield and seeing a stadium for the first time. It was amazing, and I was there with uh, my best friend at the time, and. But everybody was so friendly and helping us out. And we go, what, what are two Dutch girls from the Netherlands doing here? Uh, at the time, you could even still buy your tickets at the ticket office. We bought them in advance, but there was another game on on the Saturday against Sunderland at home. And we went to that game as well because it was so easy to get your tickets and just go. And we took the stadium tour and everything, the full package when we were there. Uh, and just, just amazing to finally be there and what you always seen on the television to finally be part of it and to sing you never walk alone um i cried then and i still cry every time i go to anfield and i sing you never walk alone so that won't change ever uh, yeah it's a dead thing isn't it you just want to yeah. keep going back and back and back i mean yeah. just the atmosphere has never changed you know yeah. from when i grew up and when my granddad used to go it's just you just want to be there every weekend, but again, you know, ticket wise, it's changed so much. I, yeah, I, I miss going through the turnstiles, you know, where you just pay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now you you gotta download it on your on your phone, and then I, I have a bunch of mates, you know, still having problems with it because yeah. uh, for some reason it works on on uh, an iPhone, but on an Android it's tricky, yeah. you know. Yeah. Especially if you're from outside the UK, yeah. mm-hmm. if you have an Android phone, it can cause so many troubles. Yeah, exactly. With, with, just with, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With our phone club, we when we go and we travel in groups, there's always two or three of us uh, where it works, and others don't. And then we just use one phone for all them tickets because otherwise, you, uh, it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. So give me paper tickets, and I'll be happier. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> yeah. You love it and you hate it, you know. Yeah, and with the paper tickets as well, you, you you actually have something to take home and you have all the memories on your tickets. So whenever you, you see your tickets no, again... I do you have know. to say, though I do have to say, our mate, Glenn, he went to uh, Liverpool, Barcelona. He had a paper ticket, but his mate put it in his back pocket and somebody nicked it. So yeah. he, had, he had to watch the game in a, in a in a cafe or a pub. So sorry about uh, spreading your story, Glenn, but never, ever let anybody take your ticket. Mm. You put that in your hand, you staple it to your hand, but never, ever put a ticket in your back pocket. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll never let, let him live that down. I won't. No. Because it, it took him forever to get there as well. You know, he, he went from here because uh, he lives over here as well. So he went from here to, to England and England to somewhere else and then finally got to Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you tell those people out there, though, because don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. No. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> hey, hey, Kim. Yeah, 
Well, you know, knowing little Glenn, it doesn't surprise me that story and to hear it again and again, it just reinforces some of the things that we know about him, but he's such a, he's such a great uh, Liverpool fan. So, you know, I'm glad he's a supporter of the show and, and he's a member of our supporters group here. And, um, you know, speaking of supporters group, you had mentioned um, your supporters group there. Tell us, uh, you, you lead that group. Tell us a little bit more about them, um, where you guys watch games. I know, I think you said that um, previously you watch it at different places because there's not a centralized location. Mm-hmm. Um, then kind of give us a background how you got involved in it as well. I was actually involved from the beginning, but at the beginning I was just um, there as a photographer helping out on events. Mm-hmm. And about five years ago, they asked me to be a board member. And then two and a half years ago, I think even three years now, they asked me to uh, become uh, their chairman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which I've been doing for the last three years, and we have about 350 members in the mm-hmm. Netherlands, and they live all over the country. Um, so that's exactly uh, what we talked about the, the other time. Um, we don't have one central meeting, but we organize our meetings around the country mm-hmm. so that as many people as possible can come to those gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one last week against City, I think all of <laughs> Of the OLC's hat one, because <laughs> I saw so many amazing pictures from all over the world where there was meetings. And we had one as well in Amsterdam last week. Uh, and we'll organise one again uh, for the last game of the season. And if there's any finals, we'll organise some extra ones and we'll see where we can we can organise them to get as many people involved as we can. Um, you know, it's always funny, those, like you said, a lot of people had meetings this last game. I thought about it. For half a second, and then I was like, "Now I'm going to do this a different way." There's too many moving parts because you know we have a centralized uh, pub that we all go to to get people in and out, and mm-hmm. like who's going to be allowed in, and and I was like, "That's okay, we'll have a meeting another time." So, you guys also um, organize trips over to Anfield, right, from the Netherlands? Yeah, we um, uh, we had one against West Ham where we took uh, 22 of our members to the game. And it was for our 20th anniversary because oh, nice. we actually exist 20 years this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we wanted to do something special. So we asked Liverpool if for this one occasion we could take uh, more of our members mm-hmm. to one game together. So we were there for the whole weekend with uh, 22 in total, and it was a blast. We had such an amazing time together. And for most of them, uh, for some of them, it was even their first time to Enfield, so that was incredible. But for most of them, it was the first time back after all the COVID period and everything. Mm-hmm. So you could just tell that everybody in his or her own way just enjoyed it so much. It was amazing, yeah. All right, let's get into the book because um, I know I've read this book and I'm trying to get this where people could see. But uh, tell us how the idea came about. Um, I know that you are a a walking billboard for Liverpool as well. Um, Tell us about some of your tattoos. And um, we're just interested in hearing about your book and and try to spread the word of um, so other people can order it. Yeah, well, I'm one of those that is very interested in all the Liverpool tattoos that are around. Because you see so many people who have them, and uh, there's a story behind them all. It's not just, well, I've got the Network Alone and the, the Champions League, and I've got one on my back, and full words of Network Alone actually all over my leg. 
but the stories behind it are worth so much more than just what you see on people's bodies. Uh, also, because it's anywhere in the world. Uh, people in India and Nepal and South Africa and Australia and America, uh, somehow they use their tattoos to express their love for Liverpool, but also to, to tell us some other sh- stories about their backgrounds, about how they grew up or the experiences they had in life that they want, that, that made them who they are today. And, um, I actually asked, uh, other, uh, board members of other fan clubs, um, if there was a book about tattoos and they were just like, no, I don't think there is. They don't think there is. And then they challenged me and they said, well, you sound like the perfect person. Why don't you write one? And, uh, we were joking around about it actually and I um, um, said okay um, if I'm going to do this you need to help me with the stories from all of your OLCs and and then just I don't know but the next week I got these stories in from all over the world and I was amazed with uh, what people told me what they they trusted me with their very personal stories mm-hmm. Um, some you can laugh about, others are really, really emotional stories. But they just kept coming in. So within three months, I had 75 stories from all over the world. And I just had to go through with it for these people, for myself, because, I mean, I feel honored that they were sharing these stories with me. So um, I found um, a publisher who was just as uh, keen on it as mm-hmm. uh as everybody else was, and uh, we put it together, and it's here. It is. It is yeah. here. And you're able, even able to get uh, Alan Kennedy to do the foreword, and, you know, he doesn't have any tattoos, but we got to talk him into getting one, if, especially if this, <laughs> if this season ends up to be the epic season that we all want it to be. So how, yeah. how did you get him involved in into doing um, the foreword? I actually got to know him a few years ago and he's always so passionate about Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And I just spoke to him about my book and what I was doing. And he was so happy for me, but he also understood what the book was about, mm-hmm. and which you can see in the forward as well. And what he's, t- the way he talks about it, he, he, he hits the nail on the head with, with his words. Mm-hmm. He understands the passion of the Liverpool fans and what they try to express with it. Uh, he sees it as the way he he felt when playing for Liverpool. That's the feeling that uh, he thinks that all of the people in the book have when they get their tattoos and talk about Liverpool. You know, it's funny that uh, John Aldridge finally at you know at in later in his uh, what, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> Being older, he gets a tattoo, right? And it's part of your book, and uh, that had to be kind of fun for him to be included in in this in this really that's made up from a bunch of supporters around the world. Yeah, he was very excited to take part. Um, uh, I gave him the book was last year, December. We were actually at a dinner where he attended and we didn't know. So I just went up to him and said, hi, John. And he's like, ah, oh, you wrote the book. And I said, I got it here for you. And he was so happy with it. He was so proud to take part of it as well. And I felt like, oh my God, you are happy to be in my book and not the other way around. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it was just absolutely fabulous that he wanted to be included and wanted to take part of this. Compl- yeah. 
book of stories from everybody. You know, it's fascinating that, you know, going through the pictures and the stories, um, it always surprises me to, to meet people um, from faraway lands, right? That you would, how did you become a, uh, a Liverpool fan? Like, I, for instance, I met somebody over the holidays from Honduras. I was just there on the beach. He was my server. I had my Liverpool uh, cinch sack and he's like, I'm a Liverpool fan too. I'm like, really? And it's just amazing. And then, you know, looking at your book, you're getting pictures of people, you know, having tattoos from countries that I didn't even know existed. So that, that had to have been pretty fun for you. It was absolutely amazing. And especially when they tell their stories, how they became Liverpool supporters in Nepal or, or, or places like that. And all they wish for, their next wish, because they, they already wear the tattoos, they, they mm-hmm. show their passion. But they've never been to Anfield. Mm-hmm. They've never been to the UK. They haven't had the opportunity yet. And they talk about that as well. Their biggest dreams are to once visit Anfield. And I go, oh, my God, there's people in the world that actually love the football club as much as I do. Mm-hmm. But they haven't ha- even had a chance to to go there. They're the way I was before I went for my first time. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. All over the world, just, it shows we are the biggest football club in the world. Mm-hmm. Daza? Uh, I wanted to ask, um, has anybody like told you they got it done the old school style tattoos? Not, not, not you know, by electricity, by the old, is it Japanese style? Or you mean with the the ink like needles? Yeah. I think he's talking about being in prison. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but they normally have it around it now. They're not in there, but the, the, there are a few older ones in there from mm. the old days, wow. uh, which you can tell, and people still wear them with proud, which is which I think it is amazing because you see the ones that are like paintings, they they are amazing. But I also love the ones that were done like almost 50 years ago when, when tattooing was smaller than it is nowadays. So are you saying a lot of them have gone to prison? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Those stories are not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> totally different book. Yeah. 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 Um, not even I, in part two. <laughs> <laughs> I know I asked you last time, um, but I really do want to hear the story again. Um, which was the most captivating story? Um, I actually was very impressed with the one I got from India. Um, there's a guy in India who's got "You'll Never Walk Alone" tattooed. Um, he's actually he fell in love with Liverpool because his uh, wife died when he was only 29 years old, and he thought he could never love again, and he didn't want to love again. And then his friend said to him, "You have to find another love in your life to to." to um, show uh, passion to share your passion to share dreams with somebody to to because otherwise well, there's nothing left for you in life you have to um, share your love share your dreams and his friend said to him why don't you support a football club and he started supporting Liverpool and he found a new love and he found a new life and that's why he's got you never walk alone to do it and has has he been to Anfield? I don't think he has, actually. See, it, it, sometimes when I hear, you know, because a lot of people aren't going to get that chance, 
but when you hear stories like that, you, you want to try and get them over. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's the greatest experience. I, I feel blessed to have been born there. And, yeah. you know, I used to go every every other home game. Um, so when you hear people that are so in love with Liverpool Football Club, that they'll never get the chance, they do, yeah. you know, money-wise or family. So when I hear stories like that, I'm like, I want to find him. And I want to go, can, can you get over? Uh, if yeah. you can't, we'll, we'll, we'll get you over. We'll sort something out. So, yeah, it is. It's great to hear stories like that. I mean, I'm glad he could love again. Uh, might have yeah. been different if he chose Man United. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he chose the correct team. So, no, that's a, that's a boss story to hear. His heart is definitely in the right place. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, Kim, how many um, countries, different countries were represented in this book? It's 29 in total. It's amazing. Yeah. And the, yeah. the most obscure country that's represented? God. I was surprised with Nepal, so I keep bringing mm -hmm. that one up. But South Africa probably for me as well, because I wasn't really expecting anything from the African mm -hmm. uh, countries. Um, what else? It's, there's so many different ones. Did anyone send you well, one from well, Austin, Texas? We need to get on that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, t I told her as soon as I knew about this book, I said, man, we could have filled this book up with just pictures from Austin because, uh, um, you know, just going back to just not being being amazed at the level of commitment, right? Uh, we do have members in our, in our group that have never been to Liverpool, but they are tatted up and, and it's just like, I don't have a tattoo. Um, I don't... I don't know if Daza has one I either. Not, but, yeah. Right. And um, so it's just, just the level of commitment, right? It kind of takes it another level, kind of uh, uh, philosophical connection, right? With the club, when you have it on your, on your skin is, is permanent. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I have nothing against him. I love him. You know, I love to see the different artwork and being in Texas, the weather is so nice that you can, you can see people's tattoos, you know, not like you're living in the, I don't know, Iceland, and it's always cold, and people can't—you can't see it. But it, um, it, each one has a story. I know that on your, you personally, you have how many tattoos do you have now, Kim? I don't even know. Right, but there, <laughs> I, there's a story. I would say not, not enough. <laughs> right. But you have the lyrics of "You Never Walk Alone" on your body, and for yeah. those that are expecting Kim to get up and show us her tattoos, like <laughs> Craig Johnston did, you know, showing his scar. That's not going to happen. So just to let everybody know. <laughs> this is PG. <laughs> Most of them are in the book, though. So if they buy the book, they can see, like, the legs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because you, you're you going through the book or even you see tattoos and it has, um, you know, uh, six European Cups and or, um, you know, the uh, justice for the 96 and you know that those things have to be updated and it always fascinates me how you know how do people make changes or incorporate you know the new numbers into these tattoos that they've they've been wearing yeah they discuss it with their uh, tattoo artists especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the 96 and the 97 mm -hmm. that's a very hard one right uh but they discuss it with a tattoo artist to make sure that somehow in a way uh it, it it it's changed and it's updated 
like for me, it's very easy because I've got the stars. Uh, mm-hmm. I can do that way. Mm-hmm. Like I can do a wristband. Mm-hmm. So they need to win a few more Champions Leagues for me. <laughs> so there's but, the goal. Yeah, 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 to get a whole wristband. Yeah, yeah. So tell Jurgen and the guys. <laughs> well, you just add all our other trophies underneath. You don't have a little smaller one. <laughs> Kid too. <laughs> Yeah, your tattoo artist might be busy this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, the um, I think I mentioned I, I promised my my daughter when she, she when she turns eighteen she wants to get a tattoo. I told her I would go there with her to support her and maybe get one as well. So we'll see if we can get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need a discount, so you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Thanks for that. They have to use especially soft needles on me, man. You know, I bleed, bleed easy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we want to make sure everybody, you know, you go look for the book. It's out there. Well, I'm sorry. My, my, uh, there it is. Yeah, there look it is. The book. Um, you can get links to it on our uh, website or on our uh, Facebook page. I know we've mentioned you in our, our Facebook group uh, numerous times. So we want to make sure everybody knows how to get it and, and continue to support because there has to be a, a volume two coming out, right? Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> you collecting photos for those already and stories? <laughs> uh, not yet, because I was actually waiting for this one uh, to be promoted and to get all over the world to mm-hmm. make sure it's 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 there everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anybody wants one, it should be there. Uh, but I've had people actually writing me already saying, I didn't know about the first book. These mm-hmm. are my tattoos, mm-hmm. like right. Facebook messengers things mm-hmm. like, uh um if you're doing a second one please make sure i'm in it so that was a very good response yeah we could probably fill that book up with just mike harrell and um brandon bailey those two between those two they could probably fill 75 <laughs> pages of a, a tattoo book and there's a few more players like hendo or something who's got oh, yeah. like yeah. uh so if there's going to be a second one he needs to be included as well and I'm sure the Greek scouser will be oh, yeah, yeah. getting on as well, man. I, yeah. I, I love that if man. It, he's yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Got the two best left, left backs in the world. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually played in Holland for a while as well, Timmy Gast. He? he played for Willem II. Nobody mm-hmm. knows about it, but he actually did for about a year. I think he was. He came over from Olympiacos for a year mm-hmm. and then went back. Um, so we always say, well, he, he lived around the corner from us. That's where he got his craziness. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is a little off, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's funny how he, he in a good way. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I think, you know, you know, bring it up to the current squad, just the, the whole squad seems to get along, right. The, um, the new players that they've brought in with Diaz, he seems to not just on the pitch, but in with the team, has just integrated himself. Obviously, Simica seems to be the the jokester. You know, he, he may have taken that over from Rabo, actually, right? So, um, but it's just the whole chemistry of the, all the when you see them train together, they're there's some they're always laughing and smiling, and and obviously we're biased. We don't see the training of other teams, but I, I can't imagine that the, like a city has that type of uh, camaraderie, right? Mm. I don't think so either. I mean, the way they are together, like staff, players, everybody mm-hmm. together, 
and the way they are with the fans on the other way around it's just incomparable I think yeah, it's great that uh, Klopp's got a got a new chance uh, at first I thought it was a bit cheesy I, I, I did you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, and I'm, I'm a massive Beatles fan but at first I was like oh it's just a, you know about 10 drunk scousers came up with it in Portugal but it's yeah. it's caught on and you know hearing the cops sing it yeah, uh, it was just boss. I just loved it. So yeah, I'm 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 on the on the bandwagon now. <laughs> yeah, I'm too. It's a lot easier to than Yota's song was to start with. Yeah. <laughs> I had to practice that one <laughs> like for a week or so, and this one is just like oh, sing along. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we got the greatest chance in the world. I, I I wouldn't be surprised in about a couple of weeks. Some other team. I'll, I'll take it and run with it and you know because mm-hmm. that's what that's what happens with Liverpool chance people like to steal from us you know but yeah it's just great I'm, I'm sure Jürgen's having a good chuckle at that as well you know <laughs> he deserves it he deserves you know I, I, I'm I'm glad Simicas finally got his chance as well <laughs> you know? that, yeah. that, again a, a, another drunk scouser <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, drinking and, and chants work really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, Kim, as we, uh, you know, wind down our, our uh, podcast, obviously Firmino is your favorite player. So what, what gravitates you to him um, among all the players that are on the squad? He's just a very hardworking player and he puts the team for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever role he, he, he gets... And whatever he's been given, what tasks to do, he's been given, he does it brilliantly. And he doesn't always shine like like uh, you see, but he works the hardest and the, 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 the passes that he gives are so important. Um, and, well, I just, <laughs> that that's why I love him to bits for all these years that he's been with the team now. Yeah. You know, it seems like he was written off, you know, even like if you remember back to the uh, Club World Cup. You know, he, he was instrumental in us winning the semifinals and all of, and in the final itself. But I remember going, leading up to that game, people were like, he wasn't, you know, starting regularly. He was hurt. and But he's a big-time player. And, you know, it, and the, the, the spacing he creates for the other forwards just to be able to do what they want to do. And, yeah, I think he's, he's so unique that just – just goals and assists don't really sum up how he means to the team overall. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to say uh, if anybody travels across to the Netherlands, please uh, give Kim a message and say you'll be you'll be there, and I'm sure she can point you to the you know where you are in Holland uh, to the nearest Liverpool pub. Um, but we really appreciate you coming back on. Uh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'm still seeing it, and it still says record. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll talk uh, to you next week to make sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, well, that's what I said last time. I said <laughs> recording, and then Zoom just decided, nah, I'm just just gonna mess with you. <laughs> this was too good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't meet the quality standards on the last one, <laughs> no. I guess so. <laughs> We really appreciate you coming on. Um, again, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, you can reach us uh, at ATX Red Podcast on Twitter. 
uh, our Facebook page, the Liverpool Connection Podcast, uh, also our um, website. Uh, it's just getting uh, updated. We've got a brand new logo. Uh, thank you um, for that. Uh, and uh, I guess that's it for me. Um, until the next time. <laughs>